Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, episode seven, I believe, number three in our particular series that we're focusing on right now, which is the conundrum of TV show, uh, queer TV show hosts. So uh, previously we covered Ellen. Love you, Ellen. Got to, got to dive into that. And then we did Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, we explored some things that are going on with Rosie, things that are going on with Ellen. So check that out. We had some fun in our queer corner. Uh, we'll get we always do our queer corner at the end of the show. I will revisit that here in a moment or at the end of the show. But if you have something you want to share with us that you want us to connect with on our queer corner, please connect with us on any one of our social media platforms or email us quinundrum at quinundrum.com so that we can connect and share your stories as well. Uh, before we get into Anderson Cooper, we're going to jump with, or we're going to do what we usually do is just start with kind of like what's going on with our lives and what's, what's new. So what's the haps? So we'll start, uh, we'll start with this guy over here, Gary, what's the haps? Well, as everybody knows, talking about my, um, I'm very, very excited about going into my, uh, weight loss surgery, which we've talked about previous shows. It's scheduled for March 16th. Um, the, the excitement I have is um, it's already showing me better ways to eat. I've had to give up caffeine and soda, which once the surgery is done, I'm going to still have to leave soda behind because of the bubbles in my stomach, which sucks, but it's probably good. Soda is a huge, anybody who knows me knows how much I love my Coke Zero. Um, I believe I've so given you give- shit a few times for that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> love, it's, still, it's, love, it's crack. Love. It's wonderful stuff. It is crack. Um, it's sugar. Sugar is a form of crack, and it's yeah. We get into anyway. that another way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've had to. Um, I'm giving that stuff up. Um, I'm trying to eat smaller portions. Um, you know, and the biggest thing I'm having to do with that is you have to eat slow, and they want yeah. you to have so. I'm having to eat um, stuff that basically the food I'm having now comes on the size of a saucer, you know, like a normal, you know, just a, you know, and I have to eat that. It has to take me 20 minutes to eat that. And I, and I have to make sure that when I, I have to chew it all so much that I could actually, before I swallow it, that you could uh, put it through a straw. Okay. So it's, um, it's, it's quite a different way of, of living, which I'm hoping is going to be good. And a lot of when I, because of stuff that can't be talked about yet, um, my, my blog that I was doing somehow, I can't get to any of it anymore. And at some point in the future, I will explain to you why I can't get into any more. <laughs> so um, I'm restarting my blog. Uh, we'll be starting writing again tonight. A lot of it, I'm hoping everybody's okay with. It's going to be focusing a lot on the weight loss surgery coming up and how it affects me as a queer man. Um, 
there'll be other things that are mixed, but that's going to be a lot of where it is. So sure. if that gets too much or it's too boring, let me know that that's uh, sort of where or, my or, mind or don't, is Or at. don't let us know, because yeah. I will share, you know, I have for my blogs, just some things that I'm passionate about that I'll share. And, you know, I think that's fine. That's part of who we are. And that's another way for people to get to know us. Also, it's gonna... nice. Oh, one more. And then I, I'm it. done. But as I'm, I, it's, I, I'm living, I, I think I've said I'm living in Gunnison, Colorado, which is a small town. Freaking cold a lot, but it's, um, and I'm finally starting to feel more at home here. Um, finally finding my my tribe in this area to like go to and have uh, coffee with and things like that. Which means now herbal tea or decaf, but it's still it's rewriting um, your scripts with yeah. those places. And that that for me, I find to be the most challenging. But I've been using yeah. Noom, and Noom has helped me with the, the scripts that I have around food. And Noom, we'd be more than happy to have you as a paid sponsor if anybody's listening, because we have several testimonials that could work in your favor. Several testimonials. Um, there, there's a, there are a number of things that I could go on to. So hey, I'll put this out there. If you register with Noom, tell them that you heard it from this podcast so that they will reach out and pay for sponsorship on this show, which then in turn will help us hire people to help make better quality episodes. They're amazing, but they could be better. And, and even if you've already been registered on Noom and you want to say you heard about it on our show, do that anyway. It's okay. That also we're, helps. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna take away from that. You know? <laughs> right? No, we will definitely not take away from it. Um, but it, that's I understand where you're coming from. It's not something I personally experienced, but I wish you well on the journey, and I'm here for you if you have any questions or anything I could do for well, you to help support you if you just need someone to listen to. Well, it's funny in my first. They say that my first year, and I'm doing this for a lot of reasons, um, weight loss being one of them, but it's actually a couple down the list, honestly, because I feel I'm, I feel I'm a, I actually love that my husband likes who I am and it's not, I'm, I'm doing it more to try to get rid of some of my medication, things like that. But it's weird to think that they're telling me in the first year, I will lose a hundred pounds. I'm doing this, which will be interesting because if that truly happens, then I'm going to be back to where I was so many years ago where, and I'd be thrilled to be there again. And the fact is that back then I thought I was fat. And so it's like, <laughs> I thought about that the other day going, huh, how's that going to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was especially this whole COVID time. I'm like, man, like before COVID hit, I was, I had a back injury, which made it really hard for me to work out. And I didn't adjust my eating habits around that. So I put on weight while I was in recovery. And I remember, like you just said, like, I remember thinking, gosh, I'm, I'm overweight. And I would, I would love to be that weight now and lose the 30 pounds because I gained the COVID 10. And then I have you know, the 20 I gained is the back injury. And I said, I'm fat. She might be a little overweight, which she's not. She's lying, but whatever. Everybody but has their fat. own perception about their <laughs> about their bodies. It could be euphoric and, she's gorgeous. and it could be dysphoric. She's, got, she's and... got a waist and a boobs and butt. She's fine. I am and... curvaceous. Yes, and she is. And she's I am, gorgeous, a, I am so... a curvaceous woman. And I have learned through, through 
therapy um, and this affirmations. I do. I love affirmations. It's a great meditation um, to have a more positive view of my body. And I have come to love my curves. I am a powerfully strong woman. My legs are kind of my more bigger part of my body. And that is where I drive a lot of power and I can lift and move things relatively easily because of that, that the way I'm built. And I have come to appreciate those attributes, but it's taken time to do that. And, um, well-invested time with counseling and meditation and having positive conversations around it and not letting my own negative self-talk feed into that. And when I I've come to recognize that quickly, uh, for every, other aspects of my life, not just in terms of my physical appearance. Um, I have a speech impediment. I have other things that I wish I can, I can get rid of. I will blend words. I will make up new words and I will read things. Well, and I do that and, too, but it's and more I the wish fact those, that we do it because we just want to get so much out in one, you know. So quickly. yeah. And <laughs> I, I grew up thinking I was an idiot. And I really thought I was stupid and I will never amount to anything. And I have, I I grew up with that. My mom never told me I was, she never treated me like I was. Um, People that helped, we had like a little tribal community of people that raised us, babysitters and family members and stuff like that. But so I never had like that immediate influence. This This was just something I saw played out in others. And therefore I played it out. I played it in myself is like, oh, I must be dumb because I have a speech impediment. I can't say a certain word. And I do have difficulty saying certain words. Um, we all do. <laughs> I I can spell a word if I've seen the word. And I can, and when I have to think about that word, I often have the, the image of that first time I've learned that word in the text that I saw it in, the, the, in the phrase that I saw it in. And that's how my brain works. And I've come to learn to love that about myself and embrace that and not be so hard on myself because I do have, I did graduate high school, barely, but I did graduate high school. I did get my associate's degree. I did challenge a chemistry course um, in, in, um, in my associate's degree, meaning I didn't, I wasn't allowed to sit in the classroom, but I was allowed to pay for the class and test. And I had to test higher than the average and I not only test higher than the average, but I also got to tutor the next two years, uh, next two um, courses, not years. And that really showed me that if I put the time and energy into something, I could really overcome my own, my own, uh, I don't know, self-hatred, but just negative self-image, that negative self-image. And now I have a, I have a biology chemistry degree and I have a, a, a business degree and I'm working on my project management certification degree, which is insane. So, and those aren't all, and my thing, I will just say, yes, I have degrees, but that is not indicative of intelligence. Those are just how I have pursued my intelligence, um, but I also pursue it in other areas of my life. So I've, I don't know. I just think that, I guess that's what I, that's what's new with me. I continue to work on myself and continue to build a positive image of myself and do healthier things for myself. And I wish you well in your journey and I'm here for you if you need anything. And she is. She's always there for everybody. This is true. And then when she's hurt and sick, she doesn't oh, call anybody for help. God, knew you but whatever. Me up. <laughs> I have come to learn, and this is uh, something I've learned in the last couple of years, is 
I love to give to people, love to support people, love to be there for people. And that makes me very happy to do that. And when other people like me want to do that for me, I have to remember that they too are getting something for it. It makes them happy. And so why would I want to deny them that blessing and that opportunity to share their gifts and their passions, just like I do for others. So I've had to learn to accept it. It's not always good feeling sometimes, but I've learned to get more comfortable with it and have come to appreciate it very much in the people in my life that, that have those same feelings. Well, and you have to understand too, that in the one group of friends that I'm talking about, she is the youngest by far. Mm-hmm. And so it, we want to make sure that she's around to take care of us later on when we're all old and decrepit. <laughs> so it's really, we're just, we're thinking You're, for ourselves. It's, it's a, an insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's going on here. <laughs> you know, if anything, to be kind to another human being is have some form of insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to end up in this old age gay uh, old folks home and you'll be coming. Oh and my gosh. I would actually would not be mad about that. If there was an LBGTQ only like retirement home, we would have fabulous parties. We would look fabulous. We would be playing games. We'd be singing. We'd be doing drag shows. You okay. I have it. to say as a gay man, mm-hmm. I've never been one to care about my looks. Holly will attest to that. So it's like... Yeah. He is not in what I, this is a, a stereotype and, one of many stereotypes that we address on this show is there is a stereotype that gay men do dress like to the nines and look good. And that's not always the case. No. Um, just as it isn't always the case that uh, gay women or lesbian women are rough and tough and work in construction or police or military or bald and never wear makeup. I wear dresses. I've come to love. And then uh, she's getting ready to go remodel a house, but whatever. I am going to, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> in the middle of a remodel project. I do love working in construction. I do love woodworking. There's so many things that I do love to do in that area, but uh, that's not all. I wear polka dotted dresses and I swing dance and I wear cute little shoes, not high heels, but I wear cute little shoes and I dance and I love it. So. And then this is for Desiree. There have been times I've been known to wear knee-high socks with sandals? with sandals and shorts not just any sandals you wear them with like the leather like what are those shoes called what are those sandals called uh well i think you're thinking Birk- birkenstocks, birkenstocks but yeah. i have i have a pair of sketchers is what i mine are sketchers i oh, so this is that's for desiree when she when she listens to that she's like, oh! i think all fashion designers feel that way <laughs> they're like that's not what no that was never okay. <laughs> I am here to make sure the gay stereotype does not exist. <laughs> that, this is true. This also, is true. I'm not a big fan of musicals. Uh, you know, I hit, it's a hit and a miss if it's done right. Yeah. I like it. Oh, but that's yeah. So, but that's a gay man thing. Supposed to love music. Like, yeah, oh, I okay. didn't. I didn't know that stereotype. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad so. I. I'm glad. I'm glad that I don't know that stereotype. But also at the same time, I want to on this show address stereotypes because we do, we do get ourselves in a in a trouble when we have our stereotypes um and i'll get into a little bit more at the in my conundrum uh or queer corner at the at the end of the show um just kind of talking about that but so isn't it oh i'm sorry i gotta say isn't it funny that almost all so getting you know separating out gay that gay men and and lesbian women almost all their icons are both women yeah it's it's not really there's not (laughs) 
It, and I struggle. A, I still struggle with the terminology. I'm a gay woman, but that the word gay is usually related to men and lesbians usually related to women, obviously. Um, but I just, I, I don't, I know I identify as a lesbian. I feel like that is an identity, but I just gay, just, I don't know. I feel like that's more the general terms. Like I'm a gay man. I'm a gay and woman. Should be. I'm a gay transgender. Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, uh, it's something that I'm continuing to explore. And I love that we have our listeners and, and people who follow us who can share their, their thoughts and feelings because that educates me and helps me then share that on the show so we can build a, a more uniform conversation around it. But, yeah. You know, hey, to each their own, we'll figure it out together. Yeah. It's all good. So, and an amazing segue. <laughs> yeah, an amazing segue. Actually, it actually kind of does bring it into a segue. So Anderson Cooper is our, our topic for today. Mm-hmm. And Anderson Cooper, for many people who don't know this, is a gay man, has identified as a gay man, has come out as a gay man. Very private about himself, about his about his private life. Um, not hiding who he is, but not public about showing off as a gay person and being representing gay just in anything he just he's a human being who, who does his job he does his job really well uh he's very passionate about the things that he does super smart just love him i love watching him and well, he's he gorgeous and he's a gorgeous man yes he is a gorgeous man absolutely He's and my secret boyfriend. He's there are a lot of people who don't know that he's a gay man. And they're like, why? He's gay? He's like, how long has he been in the closet hiding? He's not. He just doesn't come out in the same way like Rosie O'Donnell and Ellen does or any other. Well, he being. did officially come out. He did I'm officially come out. And he actually said, I did not realize that by not being so public about my private life, that I was in, in some way putting out there that I am sh- ashamed and hiding who I am. Because that's not what I, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm doing. It's just not, he keeps his, he keeps his professional life and his, and his pub and his private life separate. And it, it, for many good reasons, I'm sure, but they're his reasons. And I, I, that's something that I'll want to talk into, get into, and I get into the queer corner about coming out and what that, what that's like. And, you know, the, the kind of mentality behind that and, and having the identifier as a gay man, he, he knew he was gay when he was about six, seven years old. Um, he did not necessarily understood what the word was that described that. He just knew he felt different about it, like about who he was in terms of like how other people were presenting themselves as heterosexuals. Um, and he, he told a few people in high school, he told some people in college, but he never really lived, uh, as a gay man because he was afraid that if he came out as a gay man, he couldn't go into the military. Um, he couldn't do certain jobs. He couldn't go to certain countries out of fear of, of being hurt as a, as a gay man. And so he never really, at that point in his life, he didn't, he wasn't very public about it. He did talk about it and he was out to people in his life. Uh, after college though, that's when he really realized that he can't live in fear it, but he wasn't going to also come out either loud and proud and announce it to everybody, but he was going to live a life true to himself and, and not let that fear dry, prevent him from going out into Vietnam or go out into war-torn countries, um, whatever. Whatever he chose to do, he wasn't going to live that fear of, of being a gay man in that in that particular realm. And he has a very successful career. He continues to have many opportunities presented to him. He's a beautiful child. 
uh, Wyatt, who um, he has through a surrogate. And he is a very private man. And I, I appreciate that we have, um, I, I appreciate that he represents who he represents within our community. Cause not everybody who is gay. I don't think everyone who's gay should, should live out loud and proud. Like we all should just live our truth. And that truth should be, this should feel just like everybody else's truth. Like I don't, I, I'm, I'm getting into my core corner here. So I'll pause that so, and, let, and, let, yeah, you, and just, let you have some words here. No, it's okay. So I, I do want to start off by talking about that. Anderson Cooper is the son of Gloria Vanderbilt, which mm-hmm. is actually a gay icon. So it all it all connects to each other. Yeah. Um, those of you who are old enough, uh, there used to be the Gloria Vanderbilt genes, and he's made comments about it sucked being a he was a tweens and teenager, and seeing his mom's name on his friends' butts was a real. <laughs> problem i could i couldn't even imagine dealing with that one you know and he was of course he refused to wear those jeans even though that you know because you know it's like i'm not going to wear my mom on my butt you know it's just not happening um he obviously he comes from a uh he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth i mean he he comes from vanderbilts and they have a long history of being very well-off people uh but you don't ever get the impression that I mean, if like, say for me anyway, if I ever saw him, I would feel very comfortable talking to him. You, you don't ever get the, he just seems like an everyday man. He born with a silver spoon, but never, I felt, I feel like he never expected that silver spoon. Like, no. it's just, I, I'm going to go earn my own living and, and there's a pride in that in doing so. And I think he does a good job at that. I mean, he, he traveled all over the world and he, went to war-torn countries to bring us news. And he um, he very much stands on his own separate from his family. Oh, and very much so. And that's, I mean, he he's, Cooper comes from his, his father. So it's he, and his father was Wyatt Cooper, who died from multiple heart attacks on, while being operated on. I can't remember the reasons why. But, um, but so he goes by Anderson Cooper really didn't want the Vanderbilt part known, you know, so it was something that he loved his mother dearly. And there was a, a lovely book that they wrote together right mm-hmm. before she passed away. This, um, I honestly did not read the whole book, but I read excerpts of it. Just gorgeous book. Do you want to talk about the fact that he did um, in his early life, he was on to tell the truth as I think he was nine or 10 and was the imposter, but got to say that he was Gloria Vanderbilt's um, son. Uh, he was a model for catalogs for was a couple a mo- of years. I knew he was a model. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the next big thing that happened, and interrupt me whenever you want to, the next big thing that yeah. happened was his older brother, who I honestly now I forgot his name, committed suicide at the age of 23. Um, yeah. And that actually, I'm looking for his name. Oh, Carter, Carter. right? Yeah, yeah, Carter. Carter. Yeah. Um, when Carter committed suicide, that's where it started his interest in journalism. Yeah, he jumped off of their off of their terrace of in New York City. Yeah, at Penn House, fourteen stories high. Just and and up until the day that he that till she died, she Gloria Vanderbilt did not believe it was a suicide. She thought it was some reaction to um, medication, some antihistamine. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's possible. I mean, medication, especially depending on the brain chemistry and other things that are going on can definitely cause things to happen. And yeah, we have to be careful with our medications and what we're in doctors are, I feel need to be responsible for that. And, um, he started off, he, so, and they went to school. I do believe he went to Yale. Is that he did. Correct? Yeah. He, he yeah, did went go to, to Yale. Yale. Um, he also went to, I mean, he, he did some, he did go to school for a semester overseas, um, yep. leaving Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. And yeah, he attended Yale. In fact, he got some, some sort of award from Yale. I think the, a prestigious award, uh, some sort of lifetime achievement award or something like that from Yale too. So, okay. I believe you. That well, one, that, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was um, later. It was after, it was, it was yeah. after he graduated, obviously, but it was, um, some sort of record. I thought it was cool that he, for two summers, he interned for the CIA, which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that is cool. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, so that was. Yeah. So, yeah, he graduated Yale. Um, and, and he did get a lifetime. It was in 16. And I remember uh, him doing the, and they, they, they talk about here is that he started off on Channel One News. Yep. Behind the scenes, moved forward. And what's funny is yep. I remember him being on Channel One News because my daughter, it was about the time period she was in school. My oldest daughter uh-huh. and and I would, you know, every once in a while see this guy. Oh, he's cute. You know, I have yeah. to watch stuff. And, and ABC so, picked him up just by watching yeah. like his work, and they're, they yeah. picked him up. And so he did that for a while before moving to CNN, and which she's still the, still there. The cool thing he did on ABC was he did two seasons of The Mole, which is pro- I'm not a huge I, reality fan, but, but Mole, I love that show. <laughs> Mole was a fun show, and it was really yeah. made fun by having him at, be in it. It's, yeah, it was, and I, I love that. Watching show. that with my with my family growing up, it was, it was good. Well, no, and it was that was a one of the few reality shows I really like, and I love that show. And I know, and he really helped make it a fun show, mm-hmm. which did lead then to him going over to uh, CNN. He did uh, the Anderson Cooper three sixty. Uh, yeah, they went through things until he's now it's basically a two hour a night thing he gets, which is wonderful. And he's got the best giggles. If you haven't ever oh watched my gosh. the YouTube of his giggles, he's got the best giggles. So, uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He just gets, when he gets a good tickle going, he is so funny. He just, oh, yeah. His laughter is contagious. There are some people who's got that contagious laughter. You just have to start laughing with them. And um, no, and that's, I, I, I love that about him and um he's just i actually i think i'm one of the few people who actually watched his he had a talk show on for two seasons uh syndicated talk show that was i loved it and it got canceled and i think because i know hardly anybody watched it but he really he didn't have he wasn't doing his newsman persona he was much more doing his talk show host thing and it was i love the show i watched it every chance i could get and it got it was canceled yeah i did not i did not watch that one it was it was really good but he's done so many things oh gosh um, he's even had some tv or movie stuff he's he writes uh i think he has a, a, I mean, he has a, obviously the book he wrote with his his mom but he write he writes for articles and, oh yeah and, and a like lot that. of stuff uh, he um he even has this little controversy where he didn't back Kathy Griffin when the, cause he and Kathy Griffin were uh, really good friends. And when the whole Trump thing came up where she was holding his head in that one photo well, shoot. Okay. She was, I mean, that was inappropriate. 
Oh, no, I'm just saying there was a controversy that yeah. now they're no longer friends. And he's, he's I don't think she should have gotten the, the backlash that she got as a result of it. Well, especially after the things we found out even... We thought we knew a lot then, but then we find out more about the oh, fuck wad after that. that yeah, uh, well, and she got death threats. Uh, she's lived in, like, there was just a lot of stuff that that poor woman went through as a result of a stupid joke that was not done well. And nobody, doesn't matter who you are, should be hanging another human being in effigy. Like, it just, anyone should be held accountable to that behavior. And I don't think it should have gone as far as it did by any means. No. And so... With all, I mean, and he's, I think he's very well known for his New Year's Eve thing on CNN. I do think it was better with Kathy Griffin than it is with Andy Cohen. Yeah. I think they're both good, but I oh, think it was yeah. better with, yeah. I mean, Kathy Griffin, <laughs> just, I loved how she just embarrassed him continuously. I and, hope that they can form a, a, a friendship and they can build the, that bridge back because they are, they, they feed each other really well in the, in the yeah. comedian, but also in, just like the stories that they're telling. And I, and I love Andy. He's great. I, I love the relationship that he has with Anderson. Uh, I love the, the father stories that they share with each other and just the kind of banter that they have. And they have great energy, but I agree when you say that it's like her Griffith and, and Anderson just had a really good flow, a good beat off of each other. Well, and I love actually with Anderson Cooper and um, Andy Cohen that, it, it, one thing I love is they, uh, you're, how they met as they went out on a date, and they just weren't attracted to each other, but they became really good friends. And it, and I love the fact that they're been friends all these years, and I love the fact that it shows that look, queer people can be friends, not half sex, you know. Right? <laughs> so just like many women that. can be friends and not have anything more yeah. beyond that, they're just friends. And so I, I love that aspect too of their relationship, just really good yeah. friends. They've had kids about the same time. Yeah, about um, a year apart. Um, yeah. They they have play dates and mm. it's just it's cute. It's it's really cute and and how they support each other is really cute. Um. Yeah, I just I love that that dynamic of that relationship a lot. And it's just, I I so respect him for what he's done. I love the fact that he's human on camera. He gets those giggle fits. Um. If you haven't seen the stuff on on, on, on his show, you should. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Um, I he, love he the fact that he oh, he's one of the first people really calling Trump out and his stuff. He was really, but not off of like just like the policies. Like no. that's what we should really be talking about is policies. But the man, like as a human being, you should not be treating other human beings this way. Yeah, and articulated that so well it's like yes those are the words in my brain that i can't say out loud because i can't i got so much in there and i want to say it all at the same time and it comes out with just pure girdling anger well i love how you called and said you're a liar you're a liar and he just and he's quick he's just quick and i love that and he he fact checks like right there on the spot and i know he has a wonderful team that helps support him with that it's not just him he has a. He's surrounded by wonderful people on his that team. He also that he also recognizes all his team all helping of them. him. He all, he all does vehemently say that, um, you know, that this I couldn't do this without them. Like, and it's true. And he understands that because he worked from the ground up. He's done a lot of those different aspects of the job. Not all, but most of them. Enough to understand and appreciate what he has in, in terms of that support. And I think it's. I think that's beautiful. And I think that by having that relationship and that understanding, he forms a, a really good cohesive team that work with him. 
uh, no, helping with that fact checking, helping with so many other things that are going on with the show. So I appreciate you all helping Anderson be awesome because he is, and I appreciate you. And I love the fact that he's able to make fun of himself. I mean, so it's, you know, he, mm-hmm. he calls his laugh out of a, what, a 13 year old girl. <laughs> and so I, I, I <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's just, he's, there's, again, I, I have a huge, I have a, I would leave Dean in a heartbeat for Anderson Cooper. So <laughs> I, I love you, Dean. But I would. <laughs> but, but really, I would. Yes. <laughs> my, my guess is, is you guys will probably be really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're born, we're only a year apart in age. He's a year younger than me. You know, we have a lot of the same experiences. Of course, he was rich. I was poor. But, you know, still. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you could write a whole story with that. It's like, if I was born rich, this is what I would look like if I was born poor. (laughs) You'll have Gary on one end and uh, Anderson Cooper on the other. (laughs) Such a Mm, Just visual let me think. Oh, no. (laughs) And that's just sketching. That's just sketching. Moving on. (laughs) Shake the head. Shake the head. Oh, Oh my no, gosh. Um, <clears throat> um no, I, I think what I I think better than any other journalist, because he's I love the fact that he's been on 60 minutes, mm-hmm. uh he's done documentaries, mm-hmm. and he talks about how much he loves um what is pregnant and 16, where the fuck the shows are called. He loves those, you know. <laughs> he you know. He, he is, I think, for that part of it, one of the best talk show hosts who can do the completely serious and the complete fluff. We love listening to him when he does the fluff, but we can still take him completely serious when he's doing the serious. We got the and have serious. no problem with yeah. it. Because uh, he, he, he has created a personality, but also just who he is. But yeah. he created a TV personality that's indicative of who he is. And so he has that ability to make those changes without us saying, well, that doesn't match up. That doesn't make sense. And that, that juxtaposition doesn't really occur with him. Um, there's a couple of things I, I want to touch on too, before we move on okay. to some of, the, some, yeah. of his, some of his awesome um, awards. Like he's got Buku awards and you wouldn't know this because he doesn't really talk. He doesn't really share it. Uh, he doesn't flaunt it, but uh, he, he has um, struggled with this uh, di- Dyslexia. I can't say that word. Dyslexia. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Dyslexia. Um, di- no. Um, and I relate to that to some extent. So I, I appreciate that. You know, he being he he represents more than just a man or a gay man or a father or TV show host or someone who's rich. But he has all these other aspects of who he is that he shares, and that's this being one of them. Um, he. He is known as the most prominent openly gay journalist in American television. Um, that that this is kind of where I was talking about how um, people that like, oh wow, they've had this mistaken impression that he's hiding something and that he must be uncomfortable or shame, and and he's not. You know, he he actually comes out and says that it's like, I love the fact that I'm gay. I love this particular part of who I am. It I it it helps me do my job. It helps me form better relationships by being true to who I am and, and representing who I am. 
And I love that. That passion comes through. It's very true. Uh, Tim Cook of Apple CEO, he he actually uh, reached out to Anderson to kind of talk to him about advice uh, about being publicly out as a gay man and just having somebody to confide in that that's a public figures and the fact that Cooper was willing to have that conversation with them is, is awesome. Um, and then obviously he's, he's got this child, Wyatt Cooper, a beautiful baby who steals the show every time that he has him. He, he ends up talking about his baby on, t- on TV. Um, so yeah, so he, so kind of just moving on a little bit. He is, he has received uh, Emmy awards, Peabody awards. He's received so many things over life of work and has received a lot of uh, recognition for that. And I think that speaks a lot to the quality of the work that he puts out there um, and the time that he spends in that, in this arena as a, as a journalist uh, to have this kind of recognition um, from, uh, from these various different bodies, these different institutions is, it's an, it's phenomenal. I mean, just even being nominated is phenomenal, but to win is, is fantastic. So um check those check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about his his awards that he's kind of gained over the over the years of his career uh, and he was in batman versus superman he was in batman versus superman the dawn of justice um, so, i mean come on what more do you need that, that's it that's all there that's it, it. mic drop out the cool factor <laughs> just uh, has a phenomenal career so far and i i suspect he will continue to have a wonderful career and uh, whatever he chooses to do. Um, he actually, one of his shows, he was asked, you know, did you anticipate where you are now when you started um, on, on was it channel one? You said, yeah, channel yeah. one. And he's like, no, I, I was doing channel one because I was doing my, I was following my passion and it just kind of led to the next thing. And I continued to do what I love in that. And it led to another thing and I continued to do what I love and it led to another thing. And I just continued to do what I love and I have the I am fortunate and blessed with the opportunity that a, a company like CNN wants to have me for me for who I am, and I love that so much. And he also did the <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> he did the narration for the 2011 revival of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Without Really Trying. He did the narration for that. I love that. So. These are some cool things he's done. He's just a cool person. He's a cool person yeah. who happens to be a gay man and awesome. For and sure. that's like the least, that's the 10th probably most interesting thing about him. You know, there's yeah. so much more. And all the awards, I mean, I, I you talk about all the awards, dude. I really want to, the, the one that I think is, I love is that he got the Walter Cronkite Award for Excellence in Journalism. That's fucking yes. pretty cool. You know, yes. so. Absolutely. Absolutely, like bravo. Yeah, and that's just the you know he's won what so many fucking Emmys and <laughs> so many. so, but, but and you know, he so. and he's not he does not come across to me as being a prideful person. It's like look at me, I got all these things. Um, if he did, that would shock me because it just is not something I envision his character and, and everything we know about him and have seen him. And yeah, I just I, I love what he has to do. So Anderson, if you're watching this, we both love you. We would love to sit down and have a beer with you. Just let us know when we'll be there. Yeah, we can work around and a schedule. You can we help us. Give us some tips. We're yeah. we're here for it. We're oh my god! Yeah. 
if you want to come on and tell us some things we could work on better, I would go. <laughs> just let us know when you can. Okay, do it. we'll just mute his mic because we won't get anywhere past. <laughs> Hi. Hi over there. <laughs> yeah, we'll just mute him and we'll get, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> All right. Well, this takes us into our our queer corner of our episode, which I'm just going to roll kind of right into that because it kind of plays off a little bit of what we were talking about with Anderson Cooper. And that is, you know, Gary's right. Like being a gay man is kind of like 10th on the list of things uh, that kind of describe this this human being. And and it shouldn't uh, being gay and being out. It's fantastic. And I love that. Um, that is a big part of who I am. And I love living my truth, especially uh, when I had that just that self epiphany when I was 27. And that kind of just struggle of like my identity kind of coming to fruition and still developing even now today, because uh, I don't believe that we should only develop in a bubble that we should continue to grow. Um, I, I, I love that that he has had that realization himself and he lives his truth and it's not the only thing that he is defining himself by. And what I want to kind of capture in this court corner is, is this, if you are a person who identifies as a gay individual or on the spectrum of our queer, queer, beautiful community, LBGTQ uh, AI community is you have your own story and your own life that you live and if you're not ready to come out or to self-identify publicly or even to uh, your family or your friends, that is completely up to you. If you are a friend or family member of an individual who has confided in you in this or you, or you have a feeling or proclivity to think, oh, well, that person is gay or whatever their self-identifier is, it is not your responsibility to out them to someone else they that you need to leave that to the individual because oh, yeah. that is we are still living in a world where there's a lot of bigotry and in bigotry in so many different forms and we have a lot of fear as people in this community uh, even amongst each other i mean there's a lot of bigotry within our own community we have we see hate in terms of against transgender against people of color and that needs to stop, especially in our own community, because we're already dealing with our own bigotry. But in general, there is just there is a fear and that needs to be respected. That individual's identifier needs to be respected, even if they do come to you and say, hey, I, I understand you've always known me as Jane and that I was born female. I want you to understand that my name is Jack. I identify as a male. Respect that. If we as a society can accept the fact that a woman could get married and take the patriotic form of that marriage and take the man's name and you refer to her now as Mrs. You know, Mr. Someone. Patriarchal. Yeah, thank you. Um, identifier, then you can make I'm that. Here for you. Thank you. Then you can make that switch to to have that understanding. And maybe it is a struggle because it, that's not a culture you understand. Make a real effort. I have made that mistake myself. I have people in my life who identifies they, then, there, there. And I, when I see the individual, they present male, they sound male, and I instinctively will say Mr., Mrs., you know, whatever the, the, the pronoun is, because that was what my culture is. And I had to make efforts. And when I realized I do that, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant 
I mean, whatever, and make those efforts to be better about it, but being genuine in that. That I that is a big thing that I I'm a proponent of. I do, was not outed by anybody else. No one has has caused me harm in doing that. I chose to come out in my own way. I I choose to talk to people about who I am as a as a woman, as a lesbian woman, as a gay woman, because that's who I am. And if you are an individual who's like Anderson Cooper, who just wants to live your life true to who you are, yeah, but not in the closet, does not mean that you are any any more gay or less gay or whatever the 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 terminologies that we're throwing at each other is. Let people live their own truth, respect what those truths are. And if they need your help and support in something, let them have that conversation with you. Uh, that is just something I'm such a big proponent of. Uh, if you have a story that you would like to share, maybe it's your coming out story. Maybe it's a conversation that you're having with a family member and you want to know a little bit more. I will try to help you. I am not a, a professional uh, like counselor to kind of help you through that process, but I am a fellow human being. They'll be happy to have a dialogue with you, kind of help you process that. I'll share the resources I've read to help me on that journey. Um, I will share that with you so you can learn and grow as a human being as well. And, and that's what we need to do is for each other. So we need to help each other grow and support each other in that growth and not be delving out hate by the spoonfuls or buckets bowls of, we need to be doing loves. We need to be loving. That's my queer corner. You're welcome. The one thing I want to add to that, if you don't mind, Holly, yeah, no, that I want to take away from the, is if somebody comes out to you, don't go, oh, I'm not surprised or, oh, well, I've been waiting for that. Just say, thank you for telling me that I'm honored you let me know this. That's a really don't, good don't, don't just go, oh, I, I, I figured. That's, don't do that. I had a, a lot of loving people in my life that said that. When I came out, yeah. they're like, oh, I knew me that. Me too. I knew that. And I'm like. Oh, it, it actually kind of made my my personal journey more of a struggle because yeah. I, it was like, really, they knew? How come I didn't know? For 27 years, I've been living a life. Yeah. You know, those internal conversations that we have to we have to battle every day. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you. Yeah. Just say I love you and thank you for sharing that with me. Or, or but don't don't do that. Don't do that. I, I knew it's so yeah. wrong. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, I, I will always see you as my baby boy. And those, I understand that, that drive for that, but th there needs to be a conversation that has to happen with that and just accept that love and, and move forward. So um, I'm going to uh, talk about another series. And again, it's, this one is on Prime. I'm finding that Amazon Prime has a lot, a lot more queer friendly shows than Netflix, who is actually pretty up there too, but Definitely yeah. Prime's the number one. I want to recommend Prime for watching stuff. That um, There's this amazing show that I don't think anybody's ever heard of, hardly. It's called After Forever. Oh, I haven't it's, heard of uh, It's about, um, it, it's about a, a queer couple, um, two men, and there's a death. I can't explain more about that part of it because that, that would be a big spoiler in the first episode, but there is a death. And it's a it, it's on it's been on for two seasons and they keep saying there's going to be another season coming out. I hope so. It's very independent. You and you, I'm going to not lie. There's times you can tell it's very independent. There's a beauty to but, some independence. Independence. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. It, it's an independent series, and you can tell sometimes 
you're watching going, oh, they maybe should have done this take differently, but whatever. It's the heart is so it's so amazing to watch and watching what the lead goes through. It's it's heart wrenching and joyful and. Mm-hmm watching how the other friends go on and like i said so far it's been on two seasons a total of 18 episodes some of them are 15 minutes long i mean some of them are 35 but that's the most and it makes you feel glad to be part of the queer community it's that kind of it's that kind of show and it is this does i again this focuses i've got to start watching more shows to deal with more other issues. I, I'm a gay man, so I tend to watch the the stuff with gay men. This deals with it's 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 men mainly, but it is so wonderful to watch this loving couple and the things they've gone through, the things where they have fights. It is, I'm gonna say, one of the best things I've seen in several years dealing with nice. the gay community. And again, it's after the fact. They're gay. That's yeah, not the that's issue. Not, that's not the, like, no. You know, it's, no. it's just a matter of fact, just as any heterosexual relationship is. No, and so I was a, um, when I'm not sure I'm saying the name right, after forever, watch it. It is, you will, you will love it. it. This is, I'm talking to people out there who are, who any queer person, any so-called straight person, you will love this show. I would love to see as many people watch it as possible to show that another season could come out. It is. Yeah. I, I, agree. I can't tell you how great it is. I agree. I'll have to check it out. I yeah. have Amazon prime. I'll, I'll check it out over the next couple of weeks along with finishing up yeah. one Mississippi with. I know, I know. I know I'm going to keep giving more and more stuff. And they're going, oh, Which is good. Oh, I mean, this <laughs> part of our show is, is sharing like the books, the movies, yeah. history, all the things that we are, that we're receiving and sharing and digesting is uh, that's part of it. And, and I honestly believe the more queer representation that we have in our media and in our, and Hollywood, uh, the more positive that is going to have more positive effect it's going to have on our policies uh, and the conversations that our families are having, our communities are having, because I, my hope and prayer is, is that through that process and so many other things, legislation and laws and things like that, is that we can live in a world where that is not uh, a phobia. And it's just a fact. It's like you see two, two men walking side by side. It doesn't matter if they're gay or straight. It doesn't matter if they're in a relationship or not, if they're brothers or, or friends, it doesn't matter that we don't have to have these conversations and scripts with people. Uh, no. And I, <laughs> just so you know, the weird look I gave wasn't for you. I just, I know I, I you, you, <laughs> you were just looking at something off the screen. Cause this, yeah, and this I go, beauty no. right here was not making that face. I'm just saying no. you got, you yeah. all can't see this yeah. in your earbuds. <laughs> But I do record the video and maybe just maybe one of these glorious days, I'm just going to drop all of these episodes unedited and I'm just going to drop them on YouTube and we'll just see what happens. The craziness that can ensue. Well, I think we're just going to wrap up our queer quarter with that. Thank you so much. Oh, for oh no, I, no, I do want uh, one more thing. I want more? to say I, oh, I have my more. I have more. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, guys. I can't stop him. I can't stop. I can't, whatever. He's just going to do it. Yeah, I am. So one of the things I, I, I want to go back to talking about After Forever is how much I love this movie, uh, this series, because I am 
I'm sorry as a gay man saying this, but I'm so sick of watching the the queer themed movies of the struggle to come out and actually oh, find the person yes. that they love. It's just like I get it; it's real. That doesn't have to be. Every I want more movies. I movie. want more movies and TV shows like Shit Shit's Creek, where yeah. it's yeah. just it's just is, and I love <laughs> I That's that awesome. whole conversation with uh, Patrick's parents coming to visit. And and they don't know that their son is with with um, David, and automatically I my script I started writing was that movie that you, that that theme of movies you just listed. Yeah. Is, oh great, we're gonna have these parents that are gonna be, you know, uh, angry that he's gay and angry he's with a man and all all this drama stuff that's gonna yeah. come with it. And no, it was a very genuine reaction that a lot of parents have, which is, why did you not feel safe enough to tell me this before? Yeah. And what I'm did okay I do with that. wrong I just, that you did yeah. not know that I love you no matter what? And that is a beautiful, true story. And that is so many people's experience. And I love and how, it, how it was portrayed. Those, I don't want to take away. I get, I get those other stories. Absolutely. Exist, we have enough. But I, that's not, right. but Maybe we, a little bit more. And they could still be there, but I just want to see other ones. Other things. But that's not yes. all we have to see. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to see more diversity in that yes. because there is, we are a very diverse people people as humans um so yeah so, yeah so oh, to all the cool. people out there who are directors and writers please please other other uh, other not Rick Berman. movies everyone else though yeah well no i said you know the gay you know yeah rick berman uh fuck you but yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness okay, we went there i'm done we're done all right thank you <laughs> Thank you so much for joining our, our show. We're very excited to continue with one more episode that we're going to kind of do in this realm. And then we're going to be shifting to the women of Stonewall, um, not next week, but the week after. So I look forward to joining and, you know, kind of jumping into some history there, loving the stories and things that we're learning there. If you have a conundrum that you would like to share or something in the quick corner you would like to share with us, please connect with us on any of our social media accounts and or you can drop us an email so we can have that conversation. Uh, That is our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, love you. Be well. Love you, Brittany. You just made me cry. That was it. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter at Queernundrum Podcast. And email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.